Hey, welcome to Village Church Sermon Q&A. Pastor Michael here with you. I'm in the studio with Vicki Basinger, our communications manager at Village Church. And in the month of June 2021, I'm preaching through a series called Practical Evangelism. And the goal is to help you, our church, share the gospel with your sphere of influence in a way that is preferably not offensive and annoying, but effective and fruitful. And so um, today our question, Vicki, it's pretty emotional. Um, I can imagine somebody clicking on this because this is kind of their life mm, and they would just love yeah. some counsel on this. Uh, the question is, what if my prayers for my spouse, my spouse's salvation aren't working? So mm. you, you and I have a handful of friends in this category, but I yeah. think there's some assumptions about maybe how people get to this situation, yeah. circumstance. So from your experience, what are some different ways that you find that people are like married, like I'm a Christian and I'm married to a non-Christian. Yeah. Well, I think the first one is that you both start out as non-Christians yep. and one of you comes to the faith later on. Mm. This could be after you have kids, it could come at any time, yeah. but then you find yourself not only married to a non-Christian, but also navigating the waters of Christianity and alone without yep. your best friend, without, I mean, it, it can be a very difficult circumstance. Oh my goodness. Um, so think, prayers think, have to begin immediately for that, I would believe. Oh yeah. I mean, think about, the experience as a non-christian mm. like you marry this man or woman yeah and like i married you and then you meet jesus mm -hmm. and you become somebody right not fundamentally different but like m much more holy yeah. slowly and progressively um your opinions and ideas you know start to shift and change because sure. you have like a new authority and i mean imagine the trauma it is yeah. for the non-christian to fundamentally like have the person in front of them kind of feel like they're being lost, yeah, you know, for sure. Um, that's huge. And so that person's going through a lot. Not only do they need Jesus, but they're actually putting up with a lot of things sure. that they didn't sign up for. Yeah. Uh, at, at some point, like I've talked to a handful of um, men, particularly whose wives have become Christians yeah. and they feel like kind of betrayed. Sure. And, um, and so it's interesting that Paul even has a category for this. I, I think people don't always understand why this happens, but he talks about the abandonment principle. Yeah. So like if you're a man or woman and you're married to a non-Christian and they leave the marriage, then you're free. But the question is, why would they leave? Right. And well, a lot of times the person is becoming somebody that they just never signed up for. Yeah. And that's a, that's a historical, it's a very real thing. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Like uh, that, that is a circumstance we have watched person after person after person come to faith. Yeah. And at the same time, just as many people, like, I mean, I'm thinking of one marriage, it's been 35 years yeah. and the wife is still praying for the husband. So faithful. Yeah. yeah. There is zero interest. I yeah. mean, zero interest in the husband. Yeah. Uh, the husband's, I mean, the kids are all Christians. So hard. Nothing whatsoever. Yeah. And so, um, mm. yeah, I mean, that's a, like, if I'm her, I'm like, yeah. Like, do I just keep praying? Like, what would you say to somebody who says, like, listen, I prayed for 35 years. God knows my heart. I'm just done praying. I don't have yeah. the energy to pray anymore. What would you say? Well, honestly, I think that uh, for that point, it's not only just a matter of discipline, but also a matter of, you know, exasperation, mm. right? Well, and God loves a desperate heart, right? He comes to us and meets yep. us in these desperate moments. And to just be real and vulnerable with the Lord, yep. I think reaching a point of being that exhausted, um, both in your physical everyday, like just that physical everyday life that you're living in your home, yep. um, the battles that you must be having, like truly just verbalizing it. I think a lot of the time, even in like, you know, mental health therapies, mm. verbalizing or writing things down, yep. um, it does make a difference. Yep. So really I would just encourage them to kind of keep going yep. and push through that. Um, and even if they talk it out with a counselor or with a pastor mm. and just kind of pray together, have people pray for them, yep. I think it would be highly important. 
Yeah. So one, so one circumstance we just said is, uh, you're both married yeah. as non-Christians, but then yeah. one of you comes to faith. Yeah. Um, do you find that's typically the man or the woman first? Usually I do find that it is the woman that comes first, yep. but not always. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of too many exceptions and I can't think of too many exceptions and it's Nothing usually around yeah. kids. Yeah. There's something about motherhood that yeah. kind of changes some dynamics Softens. there. Softens. Yes. Yeah, it really does. Softens your heart. Makes you realize how desperate you are, mm -hmm. the needs you have and and uh, that's good. So another one we talked about was uh, missionary marriage. Yes. What's missionary marriage? So, um, well, I can save this person, right? Yeah. So like I am a Christian and I believe like, oh, through my example and, you know, I'll bring him to church with me. I can I can totally bring this person to yep. Jesus. And it uh, doesn't always work out that way. It does not. So. There's I have the, <laughs> the amount of students I have talked to and they're like, it. my parents did it or like, like I, it worked out for so-and-so and I'm like, I, I want to just, right. And I want to just, yeah. I want to like sit them down for hours with <laughs> men and women who are yes. married to non-Christians and they did the missionary dating oh, yeah. engagement and marriage. And it has been excruciating. It's yes. interesting. It's adorable while you don't have kids. Yes. You know oh, I mean? it's so much harder. Yes. And, but the moment you have a child, like what do you do when you have an agnostic, opinionless, we'll say husband, mm -hmm. and you have a committed, passionate follower of Christ yeah. as a wife, now you're raising a kid. And the mom is sending messages. And then the dad's like, ah, your, your mom, she just blows stuff up. Your mm -hmm. mom believes in fairy tales. Yeah. Ah, your mom, whatever, you know, like, yep. I mean, it's interesting because you become ferociously protective of these kids. Yes. Um, and then when you have this, the most influential voice in, your, in their life, the right. father yeah. contradicting God and the word and you, I mean, it, it's, it's a, well, the conflict abounds at right. that point. Yeah. Yep. It's funny. You, you can always find somebody where it worked out. Always. Right. Yes. Every time. But every time. In this case, it's the rarity. I and mean, even, you know, in dating, in marriage, anything, yeah. you know, I have yet to see it personally work out. Yep. So you're sitting down with somebody. Let's mm -hmm. just get emotional here for a moment and personal. You're sitting down with somebody. They're two months away from their marriage. She's a Christian. He's not. Yeah. What do you tell her to do? Run. No. Um, but uh, I mean, truly, I did actually have the situation happen. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I did counsel this person to, you know, not go through with it, that now is the time before the yep. marriage is actually taken place. And um, it, you know, thanks, but I'm good. You yep. know, it'll be fine. And, yep. you know, I really think that, you know, oh, they, they've been open hearted and, you know, receptive. Mm -hmm. But then after the marriage, that heart hardened even oh, more yeah. so. Yep. Um, so, you know, I think that as believers, we have the, um, we are called to be truthful, we are called to iron sharpens iron. We are mm. like we are called to help our brothers and sisters make right decisions yep. and follow what God's word says. Um, and it's a hard like you put yourself out there. I actually was cut out of this person's life for quite some time mm. um, because the spouse found out that I yeah. said, "Hey, don't get married," and yeah. it didn't really work out. Yep. Well, but yep. It happens. It does happen, and yeah. it's excruciating. It's it's very painful, and. Um, yeah, that that sounds like a whole separate podcast question. We yes, should go down right. that. like the whole missionary, like For dating, sure. marriage, everything like that. Okay, yeah. so the third category that we talked about was um, when you have a spouse who um, comes to Christ. Um, wait, what was the third category? When somebody walks away. So yes, when somebody walks believers. away from the faith. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yes. two believers. Spouse. One of them walks away, and then what do you do? Right. Yep. So in this case, you know, you can try counseling, you can try, you know, prayer, you can try all these kinds of things. But if they've left the faith, they don't have the same set of values that you do anymore. Yep. Divorce becomes like, hmm, yep. you know, all right. At that point. It's a, so we, we know a couple pastors mm -hmm. who have walked away from the faith. Yeah. And, um, 
it is devastating yeah. for their wives. It it's is so hard. It is interesting. Um, when they're in some kind of spiritual leadership, it's not uncommon that they actually leave the marriage out of complete guilt and shame. Like yeah. they, they deep down inside know it's true, right? right. They know, but um, there, there are like, this has been a challenge. So we have a whole bunch of young people who go to college. Uh, they're believers, they get married. Um, and then eventually they start becoming what's called like a progressive Christian. They yeah. start lessening the authority of God's word, buying more into cultural norms rather yes. than the authority of God's word. You see this tension and, and uh, it is not uncommon, and we're going to see this more and more and more. You have a solid, um, usually a man or woman, or usually it's going to be a man mm -hmm. who is rooted first and the woman is drawn away because it's so much compassion driven. Mm. Um, uh, I think we're just watching a whole generation like that we're about to see Christians get married and then one of the spouses will diverge. Like yeah. this is going to be an impending um, uh, problem. Yeah. But, um, but again, the spouse who is beginning to deny the authority of God's word, then they start to become a universalist. Everybody goes to heaven. God loves everybody. Right. Love is love. Yes. Then they become a talking point for liberal social media Yes. and in the name of Jesus. And so like, this is going to be a huge, huge issue. Um, and um, we've known a handful of people and it's, it is excruciating. It's horrible. It's almost easier to start off as non-Christians and become Christians than it is to start off as Christians and then have the marriage, the Christian marriage. Yeah dismantled yeah we've seen this pretty close to home as well mm. um and it's just been horrible to watch um and just super painful yep. for each person involved because again you have that one person who's just like yeah you know i'm going back to like whether it's agnostic and like you know none of this makes sense to me anymore yep. but you know can you imagine being in the you know, believer's shoes and just sitting there and watching oh my gosh. somebody yep. fall away that you love yep so i think I think there is a big principle. I'll share mm -hmm. two two big principles. Yeah. One, you've already said it, which is pray, pray, mm -hmm. pray, 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 pray. Yeah. Um, I understand there's going to be seasons, long seasons of discouragement, probably yeah. seasons where you give up. For sure. Um, but persistence is of great value to God, and it changes you in the process. I think what prayer does for people, not only does it move the heart of God, um, but sometimes God waits because there's a, still a lot of work yeah. in us that needs to be done. I know that's hard for people to hear. Um, when you pray for somebody, it's hard to be bitter toward them. Mm. And so it's very easy to become bitter to somebody who just refuses the gospel. But as you pray for them, your heart remains continually tender to that person, yes. which you need in marriage. Yeah. Um, so pray, number one. But number two, there's a, a principle from First Peter. It's in chapter three, verses one and two. Now, and, and, and it's applied to wives here. Mm -hmm. um, we have found this principle, though, to be applied in both directions. Anybody who's married to a non-Christian, and I'll share the principle, then I'll read the, I'll read the text. The principle is don't be a jerk, dummy. Mm. Okay. That's the principle. Amen. Yep. And so if you're a jerk anywhere, it <laughs> makes the people around you, if you're a jerk and you represent Christ, yeah. it's like, well, why would I, why would I yeah. want to become a Christian? Exactly. So, so Peter says, cause he's dealing with these wives who um, are married to um, non-Christian men because yeah. they became Christians after they were married, most all of these and their husbands still have not trusted. So um, he says this, likewise, wives be subject to your own husbands so that, even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives mm. when they see your respectful and pure conduct. And here, here's just what I found. Does, again, I understand this is written particularly toward women mm -hmm. because in, in the first century, almost exclusively, and we actually still see this today, yeah. when the husband becomes a Christian first, the whole family follows almost immediately. Yeah. Wife, children, yep. almost everybody. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. When the wife becomes a Christian first, it is a slow, arduous process yes. for everyone else. Yeah. Why that is, it's like a spiritual, like we'll call it a, a mostly consistent law of the spiritual <laughs> dynamics. Yeah, yeah. But um, 
so I think this is written primarily to women because women are primarily the ones in this circumstance, yeah. but this applies across the board. Yeah. Pray your face off mm-hmm. and be super respectful. Yeah. Like no man wants to be disrespected. No woman wants to be disrespected. And there's something about a bitter, angry person who tries to change you mm-hmm. that makes you want to be nothing like they want you to be. Right. Exactly. Do you like to be like forced into change? Just curious. All the time. Yeah. Yes. Right? No. <laughs> yeah. I hate change. I'm old. I'm set in my ways. Yes. Say that again. I hate change. <laughs> is this recording? I'm old, old and I'm set, and set in my ways. ways. <laughs> that's, that's your new mantra. I hate it change. Is. I'm old. I'm set in my ways. All right. Well, I appreciate um, you processing this yeah. um, with me here and uh, pray and don't be a jerk. What, was, what did I say? Don't be... Don't be a jerk, dummy. Yes, <laughs> is you, that did, it? you yeah. did include dummy at don't, the end. Don't yes, do yeah. that. That's so, a nice little bit of salt at the end. I know, yes. right? I, yeah, I thought I would season yes, this one with salt. It, so yeah. I want to thank you. We've got more questions on Village Church Sermon Q&A, uh, particularly about this particular message. In fact, another one we're going to we're gonna answer is, uh, is it okay to evangelize on social media and not in person? Good one. And then what is the spiritual gift of evangelism? Come back. <laughs>